This morning we're going to conclude the sermon series entitled Prayer, Care, Share. You know, two weeks ago I challenged you to pray for someone, uh, at least three people actually. I challenged you to think of three people you could pray for. And I, was, I showed you that uh, praying for those who do not know Christ as well as praying for those who do know Christ characterized uh, Jesus' ministry as well as the apostles and uh, should characterize our ministries as well. And so I challenge you to pray daily for three people. And I want you to continue to do that, continue to pray for them. Uh, Like I said, this should characterize our ministry to others is prayer. Uh, Last week I showed you that that caring for people in thoughtful and tangible ways uh, characterized the ministry of Jesus and the early disciples as well as the early church and should characterize our ministry as well. So we want to be praying for those around us. We want to be caring for those around us. Uh, it could be something that you know you do just to, like a tangible, um, thoughtful thing that you, that you could do for them. Uh, send them a, a note, encouraging note, or maybe some act of service. I challenge you with that. And uh, I want you to continue to look for ways to bless those around you, to care for those around you. Um, but what I want to show you this week is that we need to add one more component to our ministry to other people. And so my challenge for you this week is that I want you to take steps to share the gospel with those you have been praying for. This was the pattern of the ministry of Jesus as well as the apostles. Uh, And last week, you know, we looked at two verses when we talked about caring for others in tangible ways and how that characterized the ministry of Jesus and uh, the apostle Paul. One of the verses was in uh, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 4.23. And uh, it says, And he went throughout Galilee, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So you see this combination of caring and sharing in the life of Jesus. But you also see it in the Apostle Paul. We looked at the passage found in 1 Thessalonians 2.8 where Paul writes, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. So you see, again, this combination of caring and sharing. And so we see that in Jesus. We see it in the Apostle Paul. We see it in the early church. And we should see it in our own lives as well, that we want to be a people that pray, that care, and that share. Um, And so to help you implement this next step, because you may say, you know, Ron, I don't have much trouble praying for people. And caring for people. But when you start talking about sharing the gospel with people, yowza, that's a little, I don't know about adding that component to, to the mix. And so I want to try to help you with that. And I want to try to answer three questions for you this morning that may help you add this component to your ministry. First, I want to answer the question, why do we share? Second, I want to answer the question, what do we share? And then third, I want to answer the question, how do we share? And so let's consider the first question. Why should we share? And there are two main reasons why we should share the gospel with other people. And the first one is that God is worth knowing. God is worth knowing. Just jot down these verses. I'm going to take you through several verses of Scripture this morning. Just jot them down if you're taking notes. Uh, Psalm 27.8. The psalmist writes, You have said, Seek my face, and my heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Psalm 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, 
and the sheep of his pasture. Jeremiah 9, 23-24 says this, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth, For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. So we see all throughout Scripture that God is the one who has created all things knowable. Okay, so for whatever there is out there that we can know, God has created that which is knowable. But yet God Himself is the most worthy of being known. You know, creation is like a song and God God is like the artist. You know, a song is wonderful to know. Uh, and we should learn about the song, but isn't it much more uh, important to know not only the song, but also the one who created the song, sings the song, writes the song, performs the song. So the song is worth knowing, but how much greater is it to know the artist himself? Look what Jesus says, or listen to what Jesus says in John seventeen three. He says, and this is eternal life. Now, now this is eternal life that they know you. The, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So we see his life, we see in this passage that life is found in knowing God and the way we know God is through Jesus Christ. John 1.18 tells us that no one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He, referring to Jesus, has made Him known. And so Christ has made God known to us. So we come to know God through knowing Jesus. And so Paul said it this way in Philippians 3.8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. This is a, a, just a great passage that Paul just pours out his heart and he says, you know what? Out of everything else in the world, all these wonderful things and accomplishments... All these things are just secondary things when it comes to knowing God. God is the primary focus, my my primary pursuit. I want to know Him. I want to know Christ. Because to know Christ is to know God. And to know God is the greatest of all knowledge because God is worth knowing. So that's, that's the first reason we share. Why do we share? Because God is worth knowing. And the second reason we share is because people are worth saving. And the Bible tells us that knowing God is not just some intellectual exercise. You know, the Bible tells us there's such a thing as saving knowledge. And so knowing God is different than knowing a vocabulary word, right? How to spell a vocabulary word, how to, you know, pronounce it, how to use it in a sentence. I mean, that's a form of knowing but knowing God is, is much more than just an intellectual knowledge. But it's a, it's a response to this knowledge. One of love through trust and faith. And so there's such a thing called saving knowledge. Knowing God is relational. John 17.3, Jesus says again, And this is eternal life that they may know you. It's not just know about you, but know you personally. Trust you. Have a relationship with you. Knowing you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So Jesus is telling us that if we want eternal life, life beyond this life, 
then we need to know God. And the only way to know God is through Jesus. And so the Bible also tells us in 2 Peter 3, 9, he tells us this about the Lord. He says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Because here's the reality. You know, rejecting God or knowing God, there's consequences to that choice. Consequences that go beyond just this life on this side of the grave, right? I mean, there are eternal consequences to whether or not you want to reject God or know God. And that's what Jesus is getting at here uh, in John 17, 3, as well as in Peter's, God, in Peter's letter, 2 Peter 3, 9. So God wants people to reach repentance, it says, which means He wants people to turn from a life of rejecting God. He wants us to turn from that life and turn to a life of knowing and trusting who God is. So when he talks about reaching repentance, there's a turning of living life apart from God to embracing God for who He is and knowing Him, trusting Him through faith in Christ. And this is what it means to have saving knowledge. So there is, there is a knowledge that leads to eternal life, and that is knowing God through Jesus Christ. So, so why do we share this knowledge? Why should we share that with other people? Because God is worth knowing, and people are worth saving. And this leads to the second question, which is, what should we share? Okay, that's why we should share. God is worth knowing. People are worth saving. But what should we share? Like, what information should I share? And so simply put, we should share the information that someone would need in order to live. Not just now, but for eternity. Think of it like this. Imagine yourself uh, that you work in this office building, okay? You, have this, you, you work in this office building. You've been working in this office building for several years. And uh, your company has brought on a new coworker. So this person is pretty new to the, to the business, new to the facilities. And uh, maybe this is even their first day on the job. And then all of a sudden a fire breaks out in your business, in your, in your workplace, and so the fire is, is consuming the building. It's about to consume the whole building. And so you're going to need to exit the, the building fairly quickly or you'll all be overtaken by these flames. Now, your new coworker just started working. And in this building, this office building, there's all these different doors. Now, you've been working there a long time. So you know out of all these doors, these doors lead to all these different places, but there's one door that leads to the outside. It leads to safety. It leads to life, right? To escape the danger. And so you know the door because you've been working there for a long time. And so the question is, which door are you going to tell your coworker to take as the fire comes upon you? I mean, are you going to just say, well, you know, um, just pick any door that you want to, and I hope it works out for you. No. That's right. No, you're not going to say that. Uh, you're not going to say, you know, just pick this, whatever door you want, and I hope it works out for you, okay? Uh, you're not going to tell him, you know what, all these doors lead to the same destination. Just take one, whatever one you want. You're not going to tell him that, you know, this fire is not real. There's no need to escape. Just keep doing your work. You're not going to tell him that. No, you're going to share with him or her, you're going to share with them, this is the door you need to take in order to live. And so as Christians... What should we share with those around us? Well, we should share with them 
the information they need in order to gain eternal life. Now, the New Testament calls that something, has a name for that information. The New Testament calls it the gospel. So we need to share the gospel. Paul writes in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the information we need to share with someone for them to have eternal life is the gospel. So what is this gospel that people need to know in order to gain eternal life? And be saved from their sins. Well, if I had to summarize the gospel, the way I would do it is I would summarize it with four truths. And I've included these four truths on your bulletin here for you to see and take with you. First, I would tell someone that God created you to know Him personally. And I'd point them to 1 John 4, 9 that says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, that we might live through Him. John 17, 3, And this is eternal life, that they may know You, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom You have sent. And then I would share with them that man is sinful and separated from God. Romans three twenty three, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The third truth I'd share with them is that Jesus Christ is God's only provision for man's sin. 1 Corinthians 15.3 For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. 1 Peter 3.18 For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that He might bring us to God. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. And then I would share with them this fourth truth, and that is we must individually receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 1, 12, but to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. And then I would ask the person, have you made the decision to follow Jesus? And if they said, you know, yes, I have made that decision, I would ask them, can you tell me more about that? When did, when did that happen? Was it in a service or did someone share the gospel with you? Tell me more about when you trusted Christ. And then if they said they've never trusted Christ, I would say, well, would you like to place your faith in Jesus right now? And I would tell them, if you would like to become a Christian, then you can express that desire using the following prayer. Prayer is just expressing the desire of your heart. And I would tell them, you can express that desire through this prayer. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've been living my life apart from you. I now recognize that I am a sinner and that forgiveness can, be, can only be found in you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I desire that you become my Lord and that I want to follow you and Savior and that you are the only one who can give eternal life. I now turn to you and ask that you come into my life and make me the kind of person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And so I would share them 
I would share with him that prayer and I would ask him, does this prayer express the desire of your heart? And if so, I would ask him, would you like to pray this prayer right now? And so this is what the gospel is in a simple form. And there's other ways you may be able to share the gospel, but this is the uh, gospel in a very simple form. So what do we share? Well, we need to share with them the information they need so that they can enter a relationship with God. Namely, we need to share with them the gospel. That is what we share. So this leads us to the third question I want to seek to answer this morning, and that is, how do we share? At the beginning of the sermon, my challenge to you was that uh, I want you to take steps Take steps to share the gospel with the people that you've been praying for. And notice I, I put in there, I want you to take steps. And the reason I use that phrase is because, uh, really two reasons. One, is that you may be ready and willing and able to share the gospel with someone, but the opportunity just hasn't presented itself yet. And so I would say, just, can, just keep trying to take steps to share the gospel with that person or those people you've been praying for. And the second reason I phrased it that way is because each of you... You know, you are in a different place in your readiness and in your experience in sharing the gospel. And this is what I mean. Look at this, look at this little spectrum on the bulletin here. Uh, I mean, the little insert I gave you here. You see this line there with all these little dots on it? You know, we're kind of all around this, uh, on this line. Everyone in here is on this line somewhere. And you see on the very left side of the, of the line, you have someone who doesn't know Christ. And so maybe there's somebody in here that falls into that grouping. Uh, You don't know Christ. You've never placed your faith in Christ. And so for you, obviously the next big step for you is to place your faith in Christ. And we just talked about how you do that. We looked at the gospel message in its simplest form. And we said you can express this desire to come to know Christ through this prayer. And maybe that's the step you need to take this morning. But then on the other side of the spectrum, we see someone who... For them, sharing the gospel has become a regular activity. And maybe that's true of some of you. That you, you know, you're always just seeing opportunities to share the gospel. And, and you're just sharing the gospel multiple times, even a day. It's just become more of a regular opportunity. Now, probably most of us are kind of in the middle somewhere on that spectrum. And you see here, we have a few categories. I want you to think about yourself and where you fall on this spectrum. You have someone who's never talked about spiritual things with someone who doesn't know Christ. So maybe you're a Christian, maybe you've placed your faith in Christ, but you've never talked about spiritual things with, a, with someone who doesn't know Christ. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you've actually engaged in a spiritual conversation with someone, but you've never shared the gospel with someone. Maybe that's you. Or maybe uh, you've invited someone to church. So maybe you've entered into spiritual conversation with someone, you invited them to a church service or a Bible study. So maybe that's where, you've, where you find yourself this morning, uh, but you've never maybe taken the next step and shared the gospel with them or shared your personal testimony. You know, the next category of a person is maybe someone who's not only invited someone to these different worship gatherings or Bible studies, but you have actually shared your personal faith story and how you came to know Christ personally. Or maybe you are in this next grouping of people that you've actually shared the gospel with someone and brought them to a point of decision and asked them, would you like to place your faith in Christ right now? And maybe you've done that. Or maybe you've had someone actually place their faith in Christ with you. You've presented the gospel with them. 
And they've actually prayed to receive Christ into their life with you. And then you see on the further right side there, so sharing the gospel has become a regular activity. Obviously, that's where we want to move towards. You see the arrow going to the right. I mean, we want to take steps of faith and we want to move along this spectrum. So sharing the gospel will become more of a regular activity for us. And so the reason I said I want you to, I want to challenge you this week to take steps to share the gospel with someone because I want, I want you to realize where you are on this spectrum. You know, if you've never talked about spiritual things with anybody before who doesn't know Christ, I mean, maybe the, the next step for you is just to enter into spiritual conversation and ask someone about their, you know, do they go to church or what, what's your spiritual background? I mean, maybe that's a big step for you. Or maybe your big step is to invite someone to church to a worship service or a Bible study. That may be your next step. Uh, for others of you, uh, maybe it's to share your personal testimony or to go through the gospel message with someone and bring them to that point of decision and ask them, do you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? So I want you to think about where you are and also want you to think about where the people are that you're praying for and I want you to think about your next step. What is your next step of faith that you can take this week and in the weeks to come? Now, one of the things that, that, that we're going to do that's actually going to help you with this is on Wednesday night at 6.15 in the social hall, we're going to talk more about sharing the gospel. We're going to talk more about uh, why we do it. We're going to talk more about uh, how do you engage someone in spiritual conversation. We're going to talk more about how do you share the gospel. Uh, there's going to be a time for questions, and so it's going to be more of a discussion-oriented uh, training time, if you will. And so I really encourage you to take advantage of that this Wednesday. You know, if you'd like to move forward in this, uh, you know, area of, of trying to share the gospel more regularly in your life, then Wednesday night is going to be a great time. It's not just going to be me up there. We're going to have a few people up there that are going to be sharing their experiences and uh, give you some helpful tips about how we can move forward in, in sharing the gospel with others. So as we walk through this week, I want you to continue uh, to pray for those. Keep praying for those that I've challenged you to pray for. Uh, keep looking for opportunities to share with them, care for them in tangible ways, and share with them the gospel, um, whatever that next step for you may look like. Uh, I want to encourage you and challenge you to share with them, if possible. And the reason I want you to do this is because God's worth knowing. God is worth knowing, and people are worth saving. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity that we can just think about what it looks like to share the gospel with somebody, why we do that, what is the gospel, how do we do it. Uh, Lord, just help us each to, to determine uh, what is the next step you're calling us to. What would be a next step of faith for us, even this week? Lord, help us to take that step of faith. Help us to engage someone in spiritual conversation. Help us to invite them to church. Help us to share our own personal testimony. Help us to share the gospel. Help us to, to challenge them to make that decision to place their faith in Jesus. And I pray that we would even see people come to know Christ this week. Lord, help us to um, move closer to that place where sharing the gospel is just more of a regular activity for us. Uh, and Lord, you know where each of us is this morning. I just pray you'd help us to move forward in our walk with you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.